Welcome to BWB Extra, where we take it down a notch, get comfortable, and get to know our guests a little better by asking them our staple list of personal questions, which you can find in the episode description. In the hot seat this week is Darren Weber, UK and Europe CEO of TTC, a global IT services and consulting firm based in New Zealand. In a nutshell, they test software and do it very well. Here's what makes him tick. Okay, interview questions. So we're, we're turning back the clock and we're going to start by asking you, how did you end up doing what you're doing today? I flippantly say I wasn't paying attention at the time. <laughs> but I, I, I mean, ultimately, I think I've, I've probably trained for this role for 20 years. So I've worked in... Without realising that yeah, you're that, actually training for it. That's right. And, and you get to this chance, uh, this opportunity that I've been given, and then you realise that all the things you've done, all the roles you've done, all the companies you've worked in, all the different countries you've worked in, all the challenges you've faced have prepared you for this day. So if you look at it that way, that's kind of, um, I, I guess, how it all just sort of came together. So when I was off the role, it felt, yeah, this is really natural. I want to be back in London. I want to be doing this stuff. I've trained for it. I know it inside out. So it's kind of really an organic kind of route to where you are as opposed to a very determined route that like in 20 years' time, this is where I want to be. No, I think, I think I, I've think i been been on this trajectory for a while yeah. and this is the logical kind of last step for me. So there was a time when I was working at PwC, I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go through the process and I was, you know, at the director level, so partners, partnering was, being a part of was the next sort of step, but that organisation didn't really quite fit with how I like to Culturally, o- o- operate. So smaller companies where you can be more impactful, have more of a voice, and and, and quite frankly, just get stuff done. Your team, you got a, you. I mean, and have a laugh. I mean, you guys, you got a great team. You yeah, know, you're all de- ripping the shit out of each other. I love you as clients that we can write emails to each other and we don't have to say, "Oh, hi, Darren, how are you? <laughs> I do hope you're well." I've been working on the accounts. It's literally like, what the fuck happened? on Tuesday, man, you know, and you guys are all just ripping into each other and I get to join in and I'm like, yeah, I love this shit. What's your long-term goal? Sex, drugs and rock and roll. Yeah, um, well, that's, that's, that's been done. Um, the, <laughs> oh, Darren, you disappoint me. Yeah, it's like, you know, just ticked all those boxes. Yeah. Um, it's still alive. I, th- I think ultimately, you know, it's, it's the story about trying to be impactful and, and leaving things better than I found it, you know, um, I, hopefully I've made it a, an impression on my profession. What's most misunderstood about your job? Well, I kind of got two jobs. So obviously running the company here and, and one of the, the parts of that is is as a startup in an existing company, so a 20-year-old company that's doing a startup in a different region. So you're kind of that chief everything officer when you start. So you're doing everything. So I think that's pretty tricky. Um, certainly was hard work last year. So, um, but, but obviously, you know, as, as, as we're starting to settle into business in this part of the world, it's, it's getting easier. I think the other part of the role I do, which is consulting, so going into firms and, and talking to them about some of their challenges and offering solutions and working through that and delivering it and proposals and, 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 and all that sort of stuff. I think, I think balancing those two sort of hands-on day-to-day tactical stuff that I have to do to bring money in the door and win clients and, and attract brands and all that sort of stuff, plus trying to step back on the business, look at the strategy, where are we heading, making sure that, that all the levers around pipeline and resourcing. And Isn't that what's most difficult for you? Is that what's misunderstood? What people don't realise that's what you're doing or...? What do people think you do, Darren? They often ask me that. (laughs) (laughs) 
And what, what's the biggest problem facing your business? Uh, it's a tricky one. I think um, it's, it's just that balance of, of attracting the right talent, keeping the right talent excited and interesting in, in what they're doing, finding the right sort of clients that will build on the knowledge and, and expertise that we have. Um, yeah, making sure that, that you know, we're, we're profitable and, and getting all that sort of stuff right every day. And it's it's sort of that that uh, algorithm that you're trying to constantly work through to get that balance right and, and make sure that, that you kind of keep everything on track, really. And you doing anything about climate change? Climate change is an interesting one. I mean... You know, it's, it's it's using public transport, paperless office, remote work, and kind of ticking those boxes, which are, I guess, ticket to the ball stuff these days. The other thing that I'm starting to look at now, which is um, if you think about when you're running software, it's running on a CPU and CPUs consuming power. So if you're running inefficient software, it's going to consume more compute. Therefore, it's going to consume more power. So if there are ways of factoring in how we can not only test that the software functionally works or performs as expected. Oh, but review its energy use. But look at how it how it's doing, maybe maybe database queries where are they efficient? And a, or are they spinning up a lot more compute Which than they server, should? Which server's getting too that's, hot? That's right. So thinking about those sort of consumption issues. I bet underneath that, that's the kind of thing that if you analyze the server room and you did it properly, you'd find out that you could chop their energy use by like 50, 60%. I think like some huge margin you would find if you could work out how to it'd be highly complex to do, but share processing power better and, and reduce like bad code. Because half of it's bad code, isn't it? Well, there's a few things. So, you know, one of the things I think 1% of the world's energy consumption is data centers. Then when you're testing, you're spinning up environments that kind of look like production, the end user environment. They consume compute. Now, if they are up, the server's running all day, 24 hours, seven days a week, whatever, that's consuming. Even when it's idling, it's still consuming compute. Well, you kind of want to move to environments on demand. So only when you need to test something do you fire the environment up, run your test and shut it down. And then it's dormant, not consuming any compute. So it's that kind of smart thinking that, that I think if everyone starts to chip away at that, well, it will make a bit of a difference. You ever fucked anything up, Darren? Yeah, it's an interesting question. I have worked with someone that didn't share my values, and that was a disaster. Worked closely? In yeah, very, very closely. Well, what, are you, what are your values and what were their values? <laughs> well, um, didn't treat people particularly well. That's one of yours. Yeah. No, that was him. Um, so I spent all this time attracting people and w- couldn't quite work out why they were leaving. And once I worked it out, I realised that... Not a people person. He was so not a people person. You, have to, you need three full-time HR people just trying to stop and come out the door. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of where it ended. So yeah, that that was a massive learning. Would you think he was autistic or sort of, you know, just... Uh, highly capable, um, very smart. How was he when you hung out with him personally, socially, in the pub? Did you ever do that? Yeah, um, not a laugh a minute, I must admit. Yeah. So, yeah, probably not picking up the social cues. Yeah. What's your passion outside of business? Uh, well, I like classic cars. Do you own any? 
Uh, I have a Mini, 1980 Mark IV Mini that's completely restored, absolutely beautiful. The only thing is a little bit small. They're incredible cars. <laughs> yeah, this thing is I mean, that's magic. so small and five people yeah. get in it. Yeah. And it's like um, a TARDIS. Yeah, it is. It's a, I love it. You it's, do, do, you, do you drive it? Or I just, do, uh, yeah. No, okay, it's, it's your day-to-day car or just no, a weekend? No, no, no. no, 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 no. If you took the seats out of a Land Rover, you could fit a Mini inside. You probably could. Yeah. It's yeah. that tiny, yeah. and yet five people get in. The thing about a Mini, though, is... It, everyone smiles and likes it. it does yeah, you yeah. do not have someone going? You're driving. You know, and I love the fact that well, like all good British inventions, it was invented by a German, I think, in the UK, <laughs> yeah. running away from. Everyone's always running away from something, and they're like, "Oh, let's go to that weird, boring island over there." Next question is: What's the worst advice you've ever been given? Build it, and they will come. <laughs> Do you think that's bullshit? Yeah, I, I I fell for it, and I I built a sort of a centre of excellence and and put all this effort into it. And I um, fucking agree because I've done it in music, but it's the same as make an incredible album. Yeah, and, and, and people and, and will we sell did it a few times, and they get five out of five in the magazines. And nothing happened. Yeah, that, that, that was that was that was the one thing. Yeah. What's the best piece of advice you were ever given? Tell them you've built it. <laughs> <laughs> So true. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Because then they come. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. they just walk past and looked in and wonder what was going on. <laughs> Tell them you built it. And then when they come, build it. What's the advice you give to your younger self? Oh, that's an interesting one. I, I mean, spend less time with the kids. I think that's really spend important. Spend less, less. Less time with the kids. They just waste your time. The kids. I can't believe a father would say spend less time with your kids. No, dickheads. Dickheads. Dickheads! <laughs> My Kiwi is really shit. It's really. <laughs> thank you, Simon, thinking, for your interpretation. Thinking, Andy, what don't you understand about why he's so just. Last time with dickheads. I was absolutely blowing away. Thought he said I thought, with I thought the you were kids. about to blow me away. I thought maybe it was going to be really honest. Like, don't believe the bullshit. <laughs> and you know what? The next sentence made sense. They waste a lot of your time. <laughs> my kids waste all my fucking time. They're like, my kid wouldn't let me down the stairs this morning. I was fucking late. I needed to go. No, don't you. I have to go first, he said. And I said, I fucking got to go. Then he had this tantrum on me. I was like, I'm going to drag you fucking down the stairs. Then he was screaming more. Anyway, sorry. Do carry on. So I don't have any of those problems. <laughs> no. No. Okay. I, yeah, don't. So I, I think it's about people that um, kind of have hidden shallows, you know, painted on, not really yeah. authentic, don't have an original opinion. I, I don't have time for those. And I, if I'd, I'd, and I have wasted time on those sort of people. Recommendations on what to read, watch or listen to? There's a podcast I've been listening to which is called Leadership Decanted or Decanted Leadership by a guy. <laughs> Leadership Dickheads. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of those. So essentially a couple of guys in Australia um, uh, who have this podcast and they talk about leadership and they do it over a glass of wine. Very nice. And they talk about the wine too. The they do talk about the wine. So, so that, that's really good. So guy Kerry Butler and Paul Garcia. And when so. they have bad wine, does the conversation not go as well? It's not obvious. Business Without Bullshit is brought to you by Ori Clark, straight-talking financial and legal advice since 1935. You can find us at oriclark.com. So that brings us to the favourite part of the show. Uh, very good, Darren. This is the Business versus Bullshit quick-fire round. Are you ready? I am. D, cue the music. This is where we're going to reel off some key terms and all you have to do is tell us whether you think it is business or bullshit. Okay, so first one, business plans. Business. Mm. 
Uh, working hours. Business. Yeah, I have to. I have to agree with that one. <laughs> MBAs. It is. It is. It I'm is gonna bullshit. have to go bullshit. Is anyone in your firm with an MBA? Oh, probably. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, breakfast meetings. I'm gonna say bullshit because it's just an opportunity to eat. NFTs. Fish shit. Do you think? Yeah, explain. I'm not sure. You I'm just don't sure. know enough no, about them. No. Yeah, fair enough. Hot desking. <laughs> I found that to be an absolute nightmare. Yeah. One of the interesting things is if you're coming into the office late and maybe working late, you're probably not going to get a decent desk. And what I've observed in some of the places I've worked is parents dropping off children who are getting to work a little bit later than the people that don't have to drop children off to school get the shitty desk. Aren't they all the same? They're just in a laptop these days, aren't they? And Wi-Fi. No, but sometimes you don't have enough desks. Oh, is that lack of desks rather yeah. than You need to get it. a bigger office? That's just how they do it these days. They, they, oh, they, you, they work you on go an office. You a lot of large companies. Yeah, yeah, and you book a desk, or you can't book a so desk. So, is that what the large companies squat. are doing? And then yeah. they've shrunk their offices yeah, so with COVID. Of course and they're they have. Thinking, yeah. Oh, this is wonderful. Yeah, and they're saving money, but then ultimately, when people they, drift you in. know, in Iceland, they do this stuff. They'll have a room for a band music, they'll have a room to have a lie down, room for yoga, have room often for the kids. The crash, you know, and the yeah, hard person yeah. is basic. It's nothing fucking, it's more for emergencies. It's like they have three or four kids there a day. If you don't have another option, you Not know. a lot of businesses would have all of that. But you know what they thought. do in ISIS is fucking, they just have these buildings and they've got to do it. It's freezing outside, man. Team outings. Oh, sorry, I struggle with it. This is the pub. <laughs> but you can uh, you can have a team outing at the Why pub. is the pub okay and all the rest isn't? I just think it's a confined thing. Most people want to have a drink. The pub, the, 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 it's the magic of the pub. I yeah. completely agree. If you ever yeah. give, if you're ever trying to meet someone in this country, if you choose a venue that isn't a pub, you're an idiot, because that is the only place open all day. It's easy to find. It's comfortable. You can have something to eat. You can have something to drink. But you don't have to drink alcohol. You can leave when yeah. you want. Yeah. You so can so tune up when say, you want. It's the leaving when you yeah. want point. I think that's really important. Yeah. Is that people kind of don't. If you go on a team outing, people yeah. feel kind of yeah. like they're trapped. Yeah. Whereas yeah. if you go, let's just go and have a drink at the pub. It's like, okay, fine. I have one, I'll go. Yeah, stuck and in the bush playing paintball. Yeah. You can't, can't, how do you get out of that? Okay, going viral. Do you know what that means? I'm not even sure. Shit. I hate that shit. Yeah, and why do you hate it? Oh, it's just, uh, I think it's an overused term. It's just one of those things. I mean, isn't it just you're a bit popular for a bit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're not. <laughs> so you're going unviral. Yeah. <laughs> so most of the like time COVID. you're most like COVID. It became very popular. Now it's not so popular. Mostly unviral. Mostly. So most people who go Great viral answer. don't really want to. Here's an interesting one: microdosing. You do know what that is? Small doses of hallucinogens. LSD for therapy and other reasons. Well, um, well they do it in Harvard. So it's one tenth. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's definitely not business, but it sounds like fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Bullshit, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Flexible working. Yeah, I think that's good. That's yeah. where we are these days. Nice. Asking favours. I think that's business. It's just the reality of business, yeah. yeah asking favours. I agree. I'm going to ask the one that you threw away, which is Bitcoin. I think it's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. You not got any? No. That's why you think it's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Universal income. Probably bullshit. Yeah. Um, the reality is, I think, 
that sort of grant or benefit should go to the needy, not necessarily everyone. Certain people won't, grand a month won't make any difference to their standard of living. Other people, it's a game changer. Given where we are with tax systems, and Norwegians are good at this, and proportional fining, and Finns do this and stuff, is it can't be fucking beyond the wit of man. We've all got a national insurance number. We all have a tax amount. Just take that as a simple marker to say, do you pay fucking nothing? Or do you pay for it? I mean, just simple. Have like three levels or whatever, you know? Well, what I think is really interesting, I don't know what happened in New Zealand, but in Australia, effectively, for the first part of COVID, they had universal income because if you had a job and it didn't matter whether you were doing two hours a week at the local bottle shop or you were the CEO of a company, you got exactly the same amount of money from the government for a period of time. And the amount. Do you think it was helpful? No, not at all. Because oh. kind of all of the CEOs were going, hang on, well, why is that student who's doing two hours a week in the bottle shop getting the same amount of money as me? Because I'm much more important because I'm running That's a company. Where, but, but I've been so. brought up in that very, like, you know, work hard. Blah, blah, blah. And, it, it, you know, again, it's it's a controversial opinion probably to say in public, but I don't care. I'm saying it. You know, it, it, my anecdotal experience is that working hard doesn't solve the problem but you don't get to fucking complain about shit if you're not trying hard it's like it's like it's it's hard to equate and and obviously there's exceptions to those circumstances due to whatever reasons of an inability to work but it you know as a starting place you know you've got to be trying hard if you're trying hard and it's not and it's shit and it's not fair do you know what i'm trying to express maybe don't whinge if you're not putting the effort in. Yeah, that's what I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah, I find that really difficult. And I've, my anecdotal experience is my friends, and a lot of them are not my friends anymore, who most, oh, you know, and always have the government's fault, you know, and then they fucking work two, three days a week, and they didn't even work hard when they did it. And you're just like, oh, no one ever, no, you know, no one cares, but, you know, it's just like, not fair. It's like, fucking, fucking work fucking hard, you know? I think it's all relative, uh, though. Yeah. Certain people think they're working hard, but. But they're not and really. And other people are not working hard. Work enough, hard. Yeah. When I was little, I said, well, you know, he, I remember him bursting out laughing. I must have been 10. I was like, Dad, you've been saying this to me my whole life. What do you mean? He's like, <laughs> I, I go to school. They tell me to do stuff. I do I stuff. I do it. <laughs> what more and, do you want and, me to and, do? And, 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 yeah, and he, he burst out laughing because I could see he was like, that's a fair point. And he was like, well, you know, yeah, you know, you like, you know, you've got to, you know, give it your all and stuff like that. And I'm like, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 you know, I, sometimes I give it my all if I'm interested. Sometimes I couldn't give a fuck. I mean, <laughs> it, and then I see he can't stand sport. And I was like, you know, I, don't, I can't give it my all in sport. And he was like, no, I mean, neither. And it's like, it's such a like, what does work hard mean? But I think work hard really means get on with it. You know, just get on with it. Don't, don't get up early. You know, one of the best, if someone's telling you in their life they can't get anywhere, ask them what time they're getting up. Often it's like, oh, no, not 10. And then I was not start. <laughs> so, okay. But start getting up at six. You're fine, shit happens. So that was this week's episode of BWB Extra. And we'll be back with a new episode next Tuesday. Until then, it's goodbye. Goodbye.